0: This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey, and today I'm excited about the guests we have. Shelley's not with me. She'll be with me next week. But I've got Governor Rick Perry, the former Secretary of Energy. And I'm excited because, you know, for every one of us, What's going on with gas? What's going on with oil prices? Uh, we see it spiking, and it's so high. So, Rick, welcome to our podcast.
1: Well, it's a great honor to be here. We were driving down the road from uh, LAX yes. to uh, come out to this wonderful resort, and I think we passed a gas station, and it was like $5.89. And it's going up. That, that's crazy. a big problem. Yeah. It is crazy. And, and the citizens of the country understand that, you know, and everything is associated with the energy uh, mm. cost, you know, whether it's the price of food, whether it's the, you know, gosh, this chair that we're sitting in here has probably got some uh, uh, products that were made from petroleum products. So everything, yes uh, whether it's the cost of transportation, uh, not just the price of gas at the stations, which is way too high, but that's a whole other story.
0: What's happened in the last couple of years has been just tragic to households across America. We see it impacting the prices, like you say. And when you were Secretary of uh, of, of um, energy. energy, I forgot that one time. Yeah, I When <laughs> you were Secretary of Energy, you helped make us energy independent with prices. At very low by today's standards,
1: how'd that happen? Well, it's really pretty simple. Uh, if you don't overtax, you don't overregulate, uh, and you incentivize, you get more of what you incentivize. Right. So it 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 is really that simple. You had an administration in, in Washington D.C. at that particular time, from 2017 through 2020, that gave incentives to the production of oil and gas. Right. Uh, it gave incentives to our uh, allies around the world to buy American LNG and so there was a market that uh, was in need of that uh, uh, of, of that energy uh, allowing people's lives to be better around the world because of the use of, uh, of fossil fuels, uh, fuels people's lives flourishing right. uh, with quality of life etc and uh, it's it really is that simple if Washington wants to see the price of inflation go down yes. the cost of inflation go right. down then you lower the cost of energy because energy is at the core of practically everything that we do i mean when i i i go to the uh, grocery store yes and i see the cost of you know cheese or the cost right. of, of you know eggs spiked up there for a while you know cost of meat everything is going up i'm sitting there going you know, we're blessed in the sense of, of, of you know you know upper middle class right. am, Americans, and we've had some income. But I think about people in the lower middle class, or or the folks on you know really fixed income, and what these energy policies are costing them, and how they suffer. I mean, literally, you can't go out to eat. You you just I mean, they're making choices between. Do I put gas in the car, right. or do I buy that product to feed my family? So That's so not right. It's not right,
0: and people are suffering, but why? What, what has happened in the last couple of years to bring us to this point?
1: Well, again, from my perspective, this is pretty simple. Uh, you went from a pro-fossil fuel administration yes. to a clearly anti-fossil mm-hmm. fuel administration, and the cost of that has been catastrophic to the average American citizen. And they're they're basing it all on a fallacy. Mm. Uh, you know, science doesn't back up that, you know, you quit using fossil fuels and somehow... I mean, America reduced our emissions over the last 30 years by 25%. Yes. Uh, because of the shift over to clean burning natural gas. Right. Uh, why w- weren't we in the last three years trying to sell that clean-burning natural gas to China, to India, to places that are building coal-powered plants hand over fist. I I don't get it. If you really care about the environment, why wouldn't you send uh, American LNG around the world and invest substantially into small, modular reactors, uh, zero emissions, walk away safe, uh, and and help that transition move substantially faster than we see today so so we're talking about transitions and you, you, you
0: know what happened in Texas with with the blackouts and and people not you know just uh, what was that year 2001? 2021 explain what happened there
1: well and, and this is something I think this was the canary in the coal mine yes. for the rest of the country. Right. Uh, Ameri- uh, Texas has its own uh, grid. You know, we uh, we transitioned back in the early 2000s and started putting. Um, I, I always said if we could get to 15% of our uh, total portfolio in renewables, God bless us, yep. we've we've done right. good. Right. At the end of this year, Texas will be at. of its dispatchable energy relying upon renewables. Wow. That's stunningly scary. Yes. Uh, Because the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine. And you've got to have that base load. And base load only comes from fossil fuels and or nuclear. And so we took our eye off the ball. And listen, I get it. Uh, The federal government was just handing out subsidies, you know, hand over fist, so to speak, to build wind and solar. Right. And... People took advantage of that, and we didn't give incentives to the fossil fuel industry for them to be building baseload. Which, in my opinion, we should have been doing. But anyway, Lord willing, we will have uh, you know people come in and build that baseload. We'll invest in uh, the nuclear uh, industry, whether it's fission or fusion, small modular reactors, which are safe mm-hmm. and economically. Uh, viable going into the future, and then we'll have the baseload. Nothing wrong with wind and solar, right? But they have to be in moderation, and kind of and like all have, things, right?
0: Yeah. And they have to work. They have to meet the market demand. They can't be something that's subsidized by the taxpayer and create this let the market this danger that you talked about. You know, I, uh, I I I heard you speak just a short time ago. Uh, uh, to some of the nation's leading investment newsletter writers, and we're here in California right now, and and those investment newsletter writers were listening about, you know, oil and and gas, and hearing what you had to say. Um, this seems like uh, a, a situation where um, the need for oil exploration is critical. Uh, what, what's your view of that? I mean, with ESG investing and all, it's so negative, and uh, it's, it, it seems like people are afraid to invest in oil and gas right now.
1: Yeah, I, I actually think we're at an inflection point in in, in America relative to um, the flourishing of of our citizens. Yes. Whether you're in the United States or whether you're halfway around the world in Africa. Yes. So. Are we going to say sorry? We're going to live in our little comfort areas with air conditioning and travel and do the things. You people in Africa, sorry, you're just going to live in poverty. You're going to live uh, without any uh, flourishing. You're never going to have a sonogram or a, uh, you know an incubator. Just not going to happen for you. Yeah. We're we're going to have those things, but you can't. Wow. That's kind of what the the black-hearted yeah. uh, message from the uh, radical environmental groups are saying right. no more fossil fuels. We're going to stop that, and yet they're not even for small modular reactors either. So I, I think we have the we've reached that point where people are like, wait a minute, this whole idea that somehow or another we're uh, killing the planet and we're killing people, uh, the flourishing, when actually when you look at it, the opposite's true. If We don't have fossil fuels going into the future. Yes. We are basically saying to hundreds of millions of people, you're just going to die. Wow. That,
0: Rick, is powerful. You know, we have to uh, 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 end the podcast right now. Uh, Our promise to people is to have it short. But I'd like to have you back. We'll do it. That that sounds Happy awesome. Happy to do it, my friend. And I'll have Shelly with me, and you're going to love it, and uh, you've got some important things to talk to us about. So um, everyone, uh, we appreciate you coming and, and listening to this podcast and watching it. What I'd like you to do is send this podcast off to your friends, to your social media, uh, send it off uh, to, to your pastor, send it off to uh, anybody that you can, let them hear this message that there is a place for oil and gas, we can have lower prices, and it, it, you know, investing in oil and gas is, is something that's a positive, not a negative, and there's huge opportunity in that area. So thanks, see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.